Hello and welcome back to another episode of Movie Thoughts. I'm your host, Dominic Tartamella, and how's everybody doing? Hope everybody's good. Uh, another week, another movie, and uh, I've been on a little bit of a vampire kick. I've been on, okay, let's, <laughs> what other kicks have I been on, right? Um, so I've been on a little bit of a vampire kick. Uh, started with, I don't know what what inspired it. Um, I was kind of, it was weird because I was kind of going through, you know, doing as a movie fan, you know, you rewatch movies, you watch new movies. And I was on a little bit of a Wes Anderson kick, uh, which I got to get back into. I was rewatching, you know, some of those movies, trying to go through the whole, uh, filmography of Wes Anderson and catching up on a couple of movies I missed. And then I kind of turned it into a vampire thing. I don't even know what happened there. Uh, I got into, uh, rewatching the Lost Boys and then from the Lost Boys, so it was like, it's been like a back-to-back thing, because then Pee Wee Herman died, as I mentioned on a podcast, the last couple of podcasts. Hit hard by the Pee Wee Herman death. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, just, I, I, you know, if you go and you listen to that episode, you'll know my thoughts. But I've been going down a little Pee Wee Herman uh, thing, a Paul Rubens uh, kind of thing, and like... The vampire thing worked off that because after I watched The Lost Boys, I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie from the 90s. And it was kind of like a weird connection. I don't know. I just got in the mood to watch. Uh, it was it was a weird thing because it was like kind of like a Sutherland double feature because you got Kiefer Sutherland uh, from, <laughs> from The Lost Boys. And then you got Donald Sutherland in the Buffy the Vampire movie. And who else is in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Paul Rubens himself, right? playing a vampire in a memorable role. And so I've been kind of on that kick right now. Weird combination. Uh, But then I watched Fright Night, the original, uh, which I enjoy a lot. It's uh, one of my favorites. And then I watched the Fright Night remake, which I only had seen once. I remember liking it. And I was kind of like, honestly, I may even do a podcast about those two. Just maybe remake versus original. I've been toying around with the idea. We'll see. Uh, But... Yeah, it's been a, a vampire kind of thing. I don't know if subconsciously it's because I knew uh, that The Last Voyage, the movie I'm doing today, see the segue right there, The Last Voyage of Demeter, of the Demeter, however they pronounce it, uh, was coming. But maybe subconsciously, and like I said, I've been watching a lot of Pee Wee stuff, uh, which we'll probably get into in another podcast as well. There might be another Pee Wee podcast in the future because I've just been delving down the rabbit hole and rewatching the movies and rewatching Playhouse episodes and my wife's probably going to leave me because there's a lot of Pee Wee going on in the uh, in the old homestead and it's starting to alarm her Pee Wee stuff and then vampire stuff it's a weird combination but yeah uh, let's get into this movie uh, the last voyage of Demeter and Demeter is the ship in this film and uh, first things first before I even get into this movie, I'm gonna be light. I'm not gonna talk about like spoilers, uh, maybe vague stuff, but I don't love this title. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I think it should have had a more vampire-esque, Dracula-esque title. Uh, I think a title like this isn't really gonna help it, but that's just my opinion. That's not coming from uh, you know the the movie, the opinion on the movie. Um, but yeah, so this is basically a film that is loosely based off a uh, part of the Bram Stoker Dracula novel. 
Um, obviously, if you go way back, I've never read the novel uh, itself, but you know, I'm a big fan of um, Bela Lugosi's Dracula, and uh, I'm a fan of the Dracula lore. But I know there's a scene in that movie when the, the boat is coming over and stuff like that, but they don't really get into it in in that film. But it's based on that chapter. And it, they made a feature-length movie about it. It's about two hours, and um, it looked promising. You know, it, it's listen. It's a more. It's not your Bella Lugosi Dracula. It's more of the Nosferatu kind of looking, kind of monstrous uh, Salem's Lot Dracula. But I saw a couple of trailers, and I said, "All right, you know, I'm a big fan of horror." I said, "All right, let's give this a chance." Pretty good cast. Uh, it's directed by Andre. I'm gonna butcher his name. Andre Overdahl, 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 but he uh, directed The Autopsy of Jane Doe, which I enjoyed, uh, which starred, um, who did it star, if I'm remembering correctly, oh, Emile Hirsch, Brian Cox, it was it was an enjoyable film, and then he directed uh, the adaptation of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which I thought was pretty good, you know, it was kind of like a, a younger uh, you know, adolescent kind of horror like the books, and I think he did a pretty good job on it. I didn't love it, but I, I enjoyed it. There were definitely elements I enjoyed. So now he has done this movie, and this film stars uh, Corey Hawkins, who you would know. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I mean, he popped up in The Walking Dead. He played Dr. Dre in Straight Outta Compton. He's a good actor. I like everything I've seen him in. I think he's very versatile, too. Like, uh, you know, play those more serious roles. Um could play some comedic stuff. It's also starring um, Liam Cunningham, which you would, uh, who you'd know mostly from Game of Thrones, and David Dashmalchen, who is in a bunch of stuff from The Dark Knight, Suicide Squad, to just everything. He pops up in everything. He pops up in Ant Man. Good actor. I've talked about him before on the podcast. Always uh, somebody you look forward to seeing. Now this movie is set on a boat, it's set on a ship, uh, the ship is going somewhere, and, uh, there's a fucking, there's a blood-sucking Dracula, or vampire, <laughs> rather, who is known as Dracula on this boat, now, as I said, it gives Dracula, it's not the handsome, uh, video good evening, it is not the Bella Lugosi type, it is the more monstrous, scary, um, Dracula, now, right off the bat, I'll say, uh, a thing about that, I prefer in most movies, I prefer the fucking handsome, charming, scumbag Dracula like that. <laughs> but I did like this more monstrous Dracula in this movie. I liked the way he looked. I liked, uh, you know, it was kind of like, as I said, kind of a redesign of uh, Nosferatu. A little bit like, it definitely gave me those those Salem's Lot, the old TV adaptation vibes. And it was creepy. And, and they show him very sparingly. In the film, but when you see him and his eyes, he's he's fucking horrific, and I think that works in its favor where they don't show him a lot, they don't over, you know, sell it. So you're, you know, every time you see him, you kind of try to catch a glimpse of him. It's, he's fleeting. Uh, plot of the movie, as I said, simple. He's on the fucking boat. They're going somewhere. He starts eating people. Right. Uh, overall, I was I, I wasn't like super hyped for this movie. I was like, all right, this looks pretty good. I'll see it. You know, hopefully, I started hearing some early word of mouth, and it's all right, so I was like, all right, maybe, maybe it'll be good, and uh, overall, I'll be honest, I thought it was okay, I thought it was okay, I thought there was a lot of good stuff in it, as I said, the creature design, uh, there's a lot of good kills in there, gore, um, there's a lot of good build-up, 
and the jump scares, the monster, the vampire running out, fucking sucking people's bloods, smashing their faces up against the boat. And I do like the setting. I, I like the idea of this movie uh, more than the actual movie. Because as I said, it just, to me, it didn't, it wasn't the movie that I was envisioning. I mean, um, I wanted it to be a little bit more fun. You know, a little bit more of just a fucking fast-paced kind of, uh, you know, jumping out, killing people, fucking blood, all that shit, sucking people's blood. I I wanted more of that, and it kind of is a slow burn. It's not particularly long. It's two hours, I think, uh, runtime with the credits and all that shit, but I've said this time and time again, if this is the first time you listen to the podcast, I'm a big believer, a huge believer in hour and a half movies and and the dying art of hour and a half movies. You still get them from time to time. Uh, Mostly, it's when you see, you know, a comedy. Sometimes there's a comedy that's an hour and a half. Sometimes there's a horror. Not this one. That's an hour and a half. And it, it seems... All right, like, all right, half hour, right? You say, okay, you're watching this movie. You're like, oh, was would a half... If you like this movie, and, and I'm not saying I hated it. I thought it was all right, but somebody might say, oh, you know, it's just a half hour. Is that... Yeah, it makes a big difference. It really does make a big difference. Pacing makes a big difference because I think the movie starts off good. You're getting the gist of it. They're getting, uh, you know, on the boat. They're doing all the shit. They're going out. And it does a good job at the beginning of building the suspense you know, showing little glimpses, okay, the coffin, okay, there's dirt in the coffin, okay, the vampire, and then it gets to a certain point where I thought it was going to pick up its pace a little bit, and it just keeps it slow, you know, and I and I get with the story, you're watching it, he's kind of going out there and picking off one by one and stuff like that, it works story-wise, but it, as I said, it wasn't the movie I think I wanted, I think I wanted a little bit more of like that in your face, uh, which you you do get that stuff later on, uh, you know, especially at the ending and stuff like that. But it was kind of like too much build up. It was kind of too slow at times, and that's why I bring up the the runtime because really, if you if you cut this, in my opinion, watching it, if you cut this, skim around, you cut twenty five minutes out of this, you take out some stuff that's a little slower. A movie flies by, you know, quicker, and then you're you're able to enjoy it. I think a little bit more. I mean, listen, there's another horror movie out there that's in theaters, uh, and that's Talk to Me, and that movie's like an hour and thirty five minutes, and I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, and one of the reasons I think I really enjoyed it, obviously, it's creative, it's different, it had some good stuff in there, horror fans like gore, uh, scares, but it doesn't overstay its welcome. And I think with this movie, it just it just goes a little long. It goes a little long, and even, and I won't get into spoilers, but even the ending, uh, it's winding down, it's winding down. It feels like even the ending is a little bit dragged out. I mean, as I mentioned, all the actors, the characters, it's great. Uh, all the characters give good performances. They're not the problem. And this movie doesn't have major problems, but I just felt like it could have been a little bit more enjoyable. It has... Um, a creepy setting on the boat. It's a very, you know, atmospheric horror film. Uh, and and you get you get that creepy vibe, but it just 
to me, it just didn't hit it. I, I would have been, it would have been cool. I was thinking about it because obviously, you know, you go back to Dracula uh, being this old novel and everybody, as I said, I could say Bela Lugosi a hundred times because everybody knows him as the iconic Dracula. And there was something about it, like when I was watching the movie and, and the cinematography looks great, all that stuff. But I can't help but imagine like this movie would probably look great in black and white. Like it would probably add a different layer to it in black and white. I mean, if I was a, if I wasn't, you know, uh, busy with other stuff, I would be somebody who'd fucking edit this down 25 minutes and maybe put it in black and white and maybe like, that's a better movie, but who am I, right? This is somebody else's art. Who am I to edit that movie? But maybe, you know, maybe down the road, uh, I, I don't know, because this movie, as I said, I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted because it has a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, I just don't think it, you know, fully is fully realized. Uh, as I said, the vampire, the creature himself, good, a lot of good suspense, especially in the beginning. But unfortunately, I did find myself uh, a little bored, a little too often. You know, there was one point in the movie when it was winding down and some big stuff happened, so I knew that there was a little bit uh, of, of of time. And I did decide to go out and get a drink because I was getting a little thirsty. And I maybe missed three minutes of the film, obviously. It didn't change my fact. But normally, I'm glued to my seat. You know, I'm holding in my piss. Any movie. I'm, and I was kind of like, all right, I could I could go get a drink. I'm, that, I'm thirsty. I could go get a drink. I will say, though, this movie does... How do I say this without doing spoilers? There's a couple of things this movie does. Maybe kills in the movie. Uh, creative kills and, and that all that fun stuff. But... It takes it, it takes a couple leaps that I didn't think it would do. You know, whether some certain characters, their fate, fates, you know, um, it, it takes things that I didn't think it would do uh, in a movie like this. But it, it, it's enjoyable. If you're a fan of vampire movies, of blood-sucking fucking monsters, you're going to like this. And uh, yeah, it's creepy. It's creepy. You know, it's like fucking uh, creepy version of Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, they're on a boat. It's fucking... All that swashbuckling shit, jumping around, you know. But there's a killer vampire. Uh, it's Dracula on a boat. Dracula on a boat, uh, killing people. But the thing is, when push comes to shove, if somebody's going to sit there and say, well, I want to go see a horror movie in the theaters, what should I see? I'm going to say, talk to me, you know. And I, I don't want to compare and contrast and all that shit. They're two different, very different movies. But this movie, I think, talk to me. Is is a is a better, uh, more satisfying theater experience than something like this. This is this is kind of like it's got some mem moments, and as I said, not not because of the cast, not because of the direction, uh, not because cinematography, everything like that. Great, as I said, black and white version would look crazy, maybe on a Blu-ray, and I'd revisit it. But as far as the writing, it just felt the writing and the pacing, um, could have could have definitely had some work but that's it that's the movie i mean if you're interested in i don't know i don't know if it's something that people are hyped for i know what else comes out this week i mean there was some screenings early screenings uh of the gran turismo movie and it looks it looks better than i would think a gran turismo movie would look and i'm actually interested in seeing that i had an opportunity to see it the other night and I honestly got fucking tired, so I ended up canceling my tickets. I may try to go this weekend if there's another spot to go. 
and maybe I'll have that podcast out next week. But I figured, you know, I saved my energy. It was last night with the Grand Turismo thing, and I canceled. I said, I'll save my energy for this. Now, after seeing this and, and hoping that I would like it better and not really liking it the way I would, I was kind of regretting not seeing Grand Turismo because maybe that would have been uh, a little bit better. Now I'm coming off of, I mean, the last episode was a From the Vault, if you didn't listen to that. It's me and my brother from 2019 talking about the 1986 film Cobra, What's the Vestas Alone. What more do I have to say to sell that? Go check out that episode. But the episode before it, I saw the Meg 2. And it's kind of like in line. I mean, listen, it's definitely a better movie than the Meg 2, um, this film. But it's it's kind of, I kind of walked away the same way. Well, not, not really in a big rush to rewatch it again, to revisit it again. Unless there was some kind of special edited black and white cut. The, uh, you know, the fucking Count Dracula cut or something. But there's some good visuals in there. I think as a horror fan, it's one of those movies that um, I think it'll find some kind of audience. Uh, Probably not so much now. Maybe later down the line. It'll be one of those little horror movies. I, I could picture this as a movie that, like... You'd rent from fucking the video store back in the day. Be like, oh, that was pretty good, you know, fucking little creepy fucking Dracula movie. Uh, but I don't know. I like my Dracula movies a little. I like my vampire movies a little funner, rather. So not my not my complete cup of tea there, or not quite my cup of tea. Uh, but yeah, that's the episode for today. Uh, a little bit of a short one. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's next. As I said, may do Gran Turismo, may get lost in some older movies as I'm rewatching a ton of stuff. I don't know. Still, as I said, still mourning the Paul Rubens. Uh, you know, hits hard. Hits hard when uh, you grew up with somebody like that. It's like, oh man, fucking guy's dead. So I'm revisiting that stuff. But yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. What else is coming out? This, I mean, the summer's winding down. Gran Turismo is one of the big movies. The dog movie Strays is coming out. Uh, there's there's a couple other, maybe there's one or two that are escaping my mind. And then we get into like you know September, fall, and shit. We uh, hopefully the fucking writer strike and the uh, actor strike. It, it's hopefully this got to come to an end at some point because this is a bad thing because shit isn't gonna get made right. And if it goes on too long. We're going to fall into a similar situation uh, where COVID was happening because like movies froze up, COVID happened. You know, there was a, there was a period, I don't think I had started the podcast when any of this was relevant because it's when movie theaters really were coming back and that's an argument. I mean, somebody could have movie theaters back, are they not back? But there was that time when movie theaters were closed and movie theaters, you know, movies weren't coming out. Some of them were coming out on streaming. And then we got to like a little drought period. I remember there was like a period where nothing was really coming out on Blu-ray uh, because those movies never came to theaters or were delayed. And it's like, I just don't want to get into that territory again where we're fucking, you know, I already just saw, I don't, I, I glimpsed at an article. I didn't you know, completely look at it, but it said, like, Deadpool 3 uh, removed from the Disney schedule. Like, and, and somebody was even speculating, okay, well, they're gonna they're probably pushing it back. And that's, it's just not, not just about Deadpool 3. I mean, that's a movie I'm looking forward to, but it's, like, everything. Like, just keep it going. Resolve this. Hopefully the actors and writers, you know, reach a deal and get what they want, and we could move past this, and, and the movies could keep going, and all that fun stuff. But, 
Until then, I'll keep uh, talking about those movies. Hey, listen, if I got to talk about old movies more often, I will. Because I got a stack of them I'm staring at right now. So maybe I'll get to that and those in future episodes. But yeah, thanks for listening. If this is the first time you're listening, welcome. This is the podcast. I talk movies. I talk old movies, fucking stupid stuff. Rant and rave uh, and give my thoughts. Uh, You can check me out on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Dom Solo Reels where I put up some stupid videos from time to time. I also do another podcast with my friend Ryan called the It's a Long Road Podcast, which is a lot of fun. We talk about Sylvester Stallone and get lost in that cycle. And a little plug for the RetroMade Podcast uh, with my friend Katie that I just recently popped up on an episode uh, where we talk about the Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves, classic, Point Break. We get all up in there. We talk about some old stuff from that time period. It's a lot of fun, good podcast. So I guested on that podcast recently. That episode should be out now. And check it out if you like this one. And check out their other stuff because they do good stuff, Ryan and Katie. And thank you for listening. Have a good night.